With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Nothing gets the sports world more excited than a superstar free agent on the move. You think back to LeBron, the decision to go to Miami, Shaq leaving Orlando, and remember Peyton Manning? We weren't sure where Peyton was going, yet people who were staking out local airports to see if Peyton was coming or going. And then the Greek freak, he had the opportunity to hit the open market. He would have been in that category. But instead, he doesn't care about our content. And, of course, this show is all about content. If he had left, then it's a big deal. He signs the Supermax. He stays in Milwaukee. So we don't get any rumors, no whispers. No, I'm hearing, source close to me says, he wasn't looking at mansions in Beverly Hills or condos, South Beach. No, he's staying in Milwaukee. So now the topic becomes... Can they do enough to win a title there? He's going to be there for five years. He'll be 31 when this contract ends. Plenty of time to get another max contract. But uh, the Bucks haven't been able to find the right formula for the Greek freak. But they've signed him up, and it's now time to get to work. We were robbed of the potential for some good content here, but maybe rewarded with some great basketball. And I started to wonder, was this a great day for the NBA? And you probably have an immediate reaction of, well, of course, he stayed in Milwaukee. We love the smaller markets. But was it a great day for the NBA? Because had he decided to bypass the Supermax, and let's say he wanted to join the Miami Heat. Let's say he wanted to join the Dallas Mavericks. And I was told those were the two teams that he was strongly considering. That he liked the makeup of the teams, but also the um, tax implications and... And, and the fact that, you know, state income tax with you don't have that in Texas and Florida, that was factoring in as well. We'll talk to Mannix about that, but that's what I was told yesterday. But we like it when we have these super teams. 
You may not like Golden State when Kevin Durant was there, but you knew he was there. That was the topic of conversation. You either loved watching it or hated watching it. LeBron going to Miami. You either loved it or you hated it. Kyrie, KD in Brooklyn. Maybe James Harden going there. That's what gets us talking. And if the Greek freak had gone to Miami or Dallas, it would be a bigger deal than him staying in Milwaukee. I love that Milwaukee has a franchise and that it's a formidable franchise. It's a relevant franchise from the standpoint of they're going to be there in the playoffs. They're usually up there with the best record in the NBA during the regular season. But I don't think that other teams, fans around the NBA go, got to beat Milwaukee. They care about the regular season. A lot of these teams with a lot of these stars aren't really concerned about what their seeding is going to be. As long as you have a home court advantage in the first round and you don't even have fans in the stands and then you were in the bubble. But the Greek freak staying there, I don't think it's great for the NBA. It's great for Milwaukee. It's great for small markets. But if, if I'm the commissioner, and I was wondering about Adam Silver, not that he would ever say it publicly, like, boy, it would have been great to have him team up with Luca, Kristaps, or South Beach, and I got that roster, and now I got another. Like, you want great teams. I don't want parity. And not that Milwaukee falls into the category of, hey, they're just uh, an average team. I like superpowers. I like when there's a villain. I like when there's a team that is must-see TV. And you have that with the Lakers. I don't like that Anthony Davis did what he did with New Orleans, but then in my job, I like the fact that he did because it gave us something to talk about. Although Anthony Davis in New Orleans with Zion Williamson would have been pretty juicy as well. But that's what we like. You know, Kawhi wants to go to L.A., bring Paul George in. We spent a lot of time talking about that. How many teams do we not talk about in the NBA? And the teams we do talk about usually have star power. You know, somebody wants to join the team. Somebody has joined the team. And they create something there. When I was growing up, players would never leave to go play for somebody else. I mean, it was really rare. I go back to Kareem when he was Lou Alcindor and he won a title in Milwaukee and he wanted to go to Los Angeles. He wanted out of Milwaukee, wanted to go to Los Angeles. And that was a big deal at the time. Shaq leaving Orlando. He, he wanted to get out. He wanted something bigger. And that wasn't as big a deal because you're thinking, oh, okay, I get it. But when Lou Alcindor did that, that was a big deal because he did not want to stay there and he wanted to go to Los Angeles, back where he played his college ball. When Will Chamberlain got traded from Philadelphia to the Lakers, I don't remember it at the time, but I'm sure that it was a, a huge, huge moment in the NBA. But, you know, the media covering the NBA back then was a whole lot different than it is now. And we're waiting for James Harden because James Harden's the big winner believe it or not, because now it's James Harden. It's his world with free agency or the trade, you know, possibilities there. You know, there's no real free agents there. It's about James Harden. And I watched the game last night. I don't know what James Harden's philosophy is, what his game plan is. But if your game plan was, let me show up out of shape 
and give the impression I don't care, well done. He's one for one. I thought that he'd be a good soldier. And then just say behind the scenes, look, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be fair to my new coach, Stephen Silas, and uh, John Wall coming in. But make no mistake about this. I want out. And I'm going to be a good soldier. I want out. But maybe he'll, he didn't talk to the media last night. Uh, he doesn't look like he's in shape. Although, in fairness to him, Luka Doncic doesn't look like he's in shape. I think they were hanging out together somewhere <laughs> at some point. Yes, Seton O'Connor? I don't think that was necessary. James Harden is the big winner. Oh, really? Okay. Dan, well, all right. that, that is just an unnecessary wow. shot to take at James Harden. Wow. Wow. Okay. My apologies. My apologies. Yes, Paul. Big winner. It's tough to tell whether James Harden is or is not in shape because they put a a picture of him last night. It was a picture, and he's in a he's wearing his sweatsuit, you know, over so it's it's a little puffier. He looks a little sweaty. His beard looks a little scraggly. Then they put a picture of him playing in the playoffs three months ago, and his shirt's off, and he looks kind of jacked. And I don't know, and I know it's not Photoshop, but I can't tell underneath there he's pudgier or just the picture appears to be pudgier he looked large and in charge last night i i I will say that he did look a little thick yes mclevin i saw a tweet fear the beer slash d fear the beer oh (laughs) that's me not implying that he yeah, anyway. Uh, the new Fritzy Christmas T-shirts are available. 30% off the calendars. Four more days for guaranteed Christmas delivery. And you can go to uh, danpatrick.com. Shop.danpatrick.com to uh, place your orders. LeBron James played seven years with Cleveland when he left to go to Miami. He was 26 at the time. Giannis has played seven years in Milwaukee. He decided to stay. He's 26. I get it. Greek freak's comfortable there. Good for him. Happy for him that he's content. He's getting paid the biggest contract in NBA history. But I don't know if it was a great day for the NBA. As strange as my logic may sound, if you said he was going to be paired up with Luca and Kristaps Porzingis, or he was going to be with Jimmy Butler and that young Miami Heat team, that is must-see TV. I've, I've, I've said this before, and I watch a lot of NBA. The Bucks, to me, that is not an exciting team. They win, it's, it, but it's not an exciting team. It felt like there was a glass ceiling for them when we get to the playoffs, usually the second round. But if you're a Bucks fan, you got to be happy today. I think you were holding your breath, and I understand that. But now what are you going to add for the Greek freak? Drew Holiday? Quality guard, going to need more than that. You know, Philadelphia is going to be better. We know Brooklyn's going to be better. Boston is good. Miami is good. Like the East is not, you know, Toronto might might take a step back. But, you know, the, the East is a little more formidable. It used to be the West was, you know, top heavy with the great teams, but the East. And we don't know what's going to happen with James Harden. If he goes to Philadelphia, if he goes to Brooklyn, you know, what that does with the uh, balance of power in the NBA. But, uh it was a great day for Wisconsin sports, but I, anybody uh, understand what I'm saying? Does anybody disagree with what I'm saying? I, I like the super teams because we go out of our way to, to watch them. Like there's, a, there's something that you always think they could win a championship. I don't think Milwaukee can win a championship. Not right now. 
And I think he saw what the Miami Heat did to the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs and probably went, if I can't beat them, maybe I join them. And I've told you, I have a source who works with the Heat, and uh, he said he sent us um, a sad face emoji last night when uh, they got the news about uh, the Greek freak. I think they thought they had a great shot. And uh, the possibility of maybe, you know, and I still think Miami is in the running for James Harden. And it would be Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero as a possibility. And if I'm Houston, you got my attention because I got an all-star in Bam Adebayo and I got an emerging star in Tyler Hero. You got my attention. But that's just something that you can put that on the back burner. Yes, Paulie. You're right, though, because you know you don't want to admit it, but when the Golden State Warriors were dominant, it, it was really great for the NBA when the when the Bulls put all their guys together, or the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat LeBron years are are kind of peak LeBron, and, and that's when the NBA has a focal point that everyone can consume. It's easy to consume when you have to know all these different teams. It's tougher. It's tougher on the average fan. It's a fantastic day for Milwaukee sports, but for the the concept of the NBA, it's not so much. All right, some other things. So uh, Giannis gets 228 for five years. Um, the NFL says no playoff bubble. I thought that there might have been that possibility of once we got to the conference championship games, but the commissioner says no. The rankings came out, the college football selection committee, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. No real movement there. Uh, you got AM on the doorstep, Iowa State. Florida, Florida loses to LSU a subpar LSU team, and I'm being polite, and loses at home and drops one spot. Okay. Once once again, I just would love, you know, just give me transparency here. Like, let me not add logic to this, because when I add logic, my head explodes. I, 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 I hope one day we get to watch a meeting. It's like the selection committee with college basketball and March Madness. Like I would just let us see, just let us hear what you talk about. So we understand it. So at least let us be in on, you know, the joke. Because Florida, that's that's a terrible loss by Florida. Now you can say, well, it was a last second field goal and, you know, player threw a shoot. You it shouldn't have been that close. You're playing LSU. And you have Alabama coming up. But they've left the door open for Florida. Florida beats Alabama. Does Florida get in? And my college source said again last night that he thinks if Clemson loses to Notre Dame, A&M gets in. And I said, well, man, they, they love shiny objects there. To get Trevor Lawrence in there and Dabo, I don't know. And I, I said, you know, Tennessee plays A&M. Is there any chance? He goes, no, it's Tennessee. And I go, oh, okay, my bad. I, I said, you know, we always subscribe to the, you. there's always a chance. There's always a chance. You can't say you got no chance. Because we've seen that, that, yes, Todd, what? They'll never let us listen in on those conversations as much as we'd love to. Mm-hmm. They, they, if, and if they did put cameras in there, they'd be passing secret notes like, we got to have Ohio State, and it's the Buckeyes. Are you kidding me? There's no way they could actually verbalize that for the world to hear, even though it's blatantly obvious to most of us. It just feels like they have – you ever had the telemarketer who calls, and, and you say something, and they got an answer back for you? And then you say something, and then they got an answer back for you, and you're going, man. They're really good. 
it feels like the, the, the college football playoff committee has post-its. So when you go, uh, okay, so what, what, okay, when they bring up Coastal Carolina, oh, just say, say that, say, say that, okay. Uh, they haven't played a tough schedule. And then it'll be Cincinnati. Cincinnati hasn't played since the third week of November. Yeah, how am I doing? Yeah, you're, you're doing great. Um, Ohio State's played five games, but they passed the eye test. Okay, all right, all right. Why do, you, why do you guys love Iowa State so much? Why do, why do we love Iowa State so much? Uh, <laughs> um, they have a really good quarterback. They have a good wide receiver, good tight end, and good running back, and they're playing really well as of late. How am I doing? Sounds good. Yeah, okay. That's what it feels like. They have talking points. We'll talk to Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, because if we expanded the playoffs to eight teams... They'd have, what, three, four teams in there? Yeah. If, if, the, if there was an eight-team playoff this year, the SEC would have three of the teams currently. And the first-round matchup, as of right now, would be Georgia-Bama, Florida-Notre Dame. That would be a, a lot of money, a lot of good football. But I get A&M, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, A&M. Right? Yes, McLovin. I think they put Iowa State at six, so when Oklahoma blows the doors off them, they can have the same Final Four they do every single year and get Oklahoma <laughs> I know, back. I know. I know. <laughs> but when the season started, I think I didn't have Notre Dame in the Final Four, but it was Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, and I don't know what the other school was. But, you know, you just go, okay, it's, a, it's probably around five, six, seven teams that we factor in there. Every year. And it's going to be the same. It's National Signing Day. Check, you know, who's got the best recruiting classes coming in. Chances are Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, they're going to be up there in the top three. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, so what would a spread be? I keep asking this, but isn't there an argument that Clemson would be like, you know, huge favorites over these other teams, even the Cincinnati? I don't know about Cincinnati, but Florida, I know they lost, but they're a better team than than some of the other teams. But do they, they deserve to only drop one spot when they lost at home to LSU? Like LSU? I, LSU. But that's what I want to know. Just tell me. Because it just feels like all else fails, keep power conferences in the top ten. I mean, that's just what it feels like. And there's no way you can convince me Florida should drop only one spot. At home against LSU. And they lost. Georgia has not even been in the conversation for a long time, and they still hover because they're in the SEC. That's all. Just let us know. what Are you playing chess, playing checkers? Like, maybe you're playing Parcheesi. Like, we don't know. But that's what I'm trying to figure out here. I don't think that's asking too much, is it? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. He's the uh, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. Chris Mannix back on the program. Was it a great day for the NBA that the Greek freak is staying in Milwaukee? It was a great day for the NBA. Um, a great day for small markets. Uh, a great day for the hope that Adam Silver has to ultimately establish league-wide parity. I mean, look, Dan, small markets have taken a pounding in the last few years, whether it's Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio, LeBron, Anthony Davis forcing his way out of New Orleans. You know, this wasn't Giannis saying, all right, I'm going to give you a, a one plus one type extension to, to buy a little bit more time. This was Giannis saying, I'm all in on the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, remember, he could have signed this exact same contract next summer, exact same one. But by doing it now, he is showing, uh, really endorsing the Bucks and everything they do. And I think it's a great for the NBA. But what was he thinking about it? It felt like he was contemplating the possibility of maybe Florida, uh, maybe Texas to play with the Mavs or play with the Heat. or like. I'm just trying to figure out what was he factoring in of whether or not he was going to stay or not. 
Well, from what I understand, I mean, there were a lot of variables, not just going to play in those areas, but the tax ramifications of playing in Florida and Texas. And look, there were a lot of things to talk about. He had a meeting with ownership earlier this month that reinforced to him that the Bucks were not going to be you know, cheap when it comes to payroll. I mean, We've seen teams in recent years skimp a little bit when it comes to not wanting to spend deep into luxury tax. Bucks ownership assured him that they would be willing to do that. He had another meeting with John Horst, who has been really masterful, Dan, at assembling this roster around him. And Horst assured him that uh, we're going to continue to look for talent. Like they've depleted a lot of their assets in the last uh, couple of weeks with that Drew Holiday deal, but there still are things the Bucks can do to improve this team around Giannis and Giannis heard from management that they're going to try to do it. So like, I think he was just weighing everything. And look, this is the biggest decision, you know, uh, outside of his personal life that he's ever going to make. He's going to be a buck until his early thirties. And I think he just wanted to weigh every option appropriately. Give me the team that was disappointed slash devastated by the Greek freak staying in Milwaukee. Uh, it starts with Miami. Um, I think the Heat really believed that they had a legitimate shot at making a run at Giannis in 2021. I mean, their their best audition for Giannis was what they did to them, to the Bucks in the playoffs uh, just this past season. I mean, they uh, they dismantled Milwaukee. And I think that you know certainly showed Giannis that this was a team that you know he could step into, a co-star in Jimmy Butler, a big man in Bam Adebayo that he could win championships with for years to come. But it wasn't just limited – uh, to Miami, Dan. I mean, you you could hear the groans in Toronto where the Raptors were certainly preparing for a run at Giannis. Dallas, another team that wanted a shot at Giannis. Even the Lakers, you know, had some some thoughts on being able to clear enough cap space to sign Giannis next summer as well. So I, I think there'll be a ripple effect here. You know, like these teams were protecting their cap space for the summer of 2021. Now that they don't have to do that, uh, I think we might see more activity on the trade market. We're approaching the start of the NBA season. Aside from Milwaukee, who had the best offseason, in your opinion? After watching Brooklyn play in its preseason opener, I'm going to say Brooklyn, and they didn't do much because they just got Kevin Durant back and you know brought the band back together. But I watched Kevin Durant, Dan, and this, this kind of reinforces everything I heard over the last few months from people that – participated in the scrimmages with Durant or watched the scrimmages. I kept hearing over and over again that Kevin Durant was all the way back, that he was the same player we saw before the Achilles injury. And watching him in that preseason opener, I thought he moved fluidly. He had explosiveness. It's only a a short burst of time playing in a game like that. But watching him, I have no reason to believe that we're not going to see something close to the old Kevin Durant. And if we see that, Combined with a healthy Kyrie Irving, two guys that are proven playoff performers, it's hard not to look at the Nets as at least being a co-favorite in the conference. I'm not worried about Durant, which sounds strange for a guy who hasn't played in a year and a half coming off Achilles surgery. I'm worried about Kyrie. Yeah. Should I be? Yeah, yes. Short answer (laughs) is yes. I mean, it's look, there are a lot of parallels to this version of the Nets to the 18-19 Celtics, and not just because Kyrie was a part of both teams. Um, You've got, you know, young guys that have, you know, kind of already proven themselves to a degree. They're now being asked to accept lesser roles. And all the the public comments I'm hearing out of Brooklyn now, Dan, are comparable 
to what I've heard, what I heard in Boston in 1819, where these guys said, no, we'll take a secondary role. We're fine. We just want to win. You know, how does Kyrie manage some of that? Like he as the point guard is going to have to make sure that these guys are involved. A bigger issue though, Dan, at least in the early on is, you know, look, the, the James Harden chatter isn't going to die down. The Nets are going to be a contender for James Harden as long as he's available, much in the same way that Boston was for Anthony Davis during those last couple of years. So if the chatter continues to focus on James Harden, Brooklyn, those players in that locker room are going to look around and go, oh, I mean, if you're talking about acquiring James Harden, that means I go. That means I'm not part of this. And look, we've seen kind of firsthand with the Celtics uh, a year earlier with the Lakers when Brandon Ingram and those guys were talked about in the Davis trade. That can really toxify your locker room. So how the star players on that team, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, handle that stuff, I think is going to be a factor in the success of the Nets. He's Chris Mannix, a senior writer for Sports Illustrated. What is James Harden's approach here, aside from showing up looking like a big man on campus, literally? It didn't look great. Didn't look great in that uh, preseason debut. I mean, his approach, and I think this is going to be his approach, is just keep his head down, keep playing hard, and sort of anticipate that the Rockets trade him before the deadline in March. Looks I mean, like that, his that head I is think... down in his plate. That's the problem. <laughs> I'll touch on that one at the moment. But this is he he certainly isn't in the best of shape coming into this uh, this season. But he's got to go out there and play. He has got to be a active member of this team. He's got to be a good soldier, all those cliches. He's got to do all those things because if you're a distressed asset, you're, you just become more difficult to trade. The Rockets have made it clear in conversations they've had with teams that have inquired that they're not just going to dump James Harden. Like, come to them with a massive offer or else don't come to them at all. That's been their position. But, Chris, I haven't this- heard an offer yet. Has somebody made a tangible offer for James Harden where you say those players are going to Houston in exchange for Harden and whatever else? Well, I don't think it's as simple as, you know, like, here's an email. I'll trade you this, this, and that. There have been broad strokes conversations, you know, with Brooklyn. There have been conversations with the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know exactly how far those conversations have gone, but there have been broad strokes conversations about what it would take to get James Harden. That means uh, a core of young players, including a blue chip guy, and basically all the draft picks you have left in your arsenal. That's what it's going to take from Houston's perspective. The question is, Dan, over the next month, and this is the big one, Will Philadelphia deal Ben Simmons for James Harden? That's the player the Rockets would would absolutely jump at in a James Harden deal. They'll probably want more. There will be some haggling between both sides. But that's a deal that could come together relatively quickly if the Sixers are willing to move off Ben Simmons. Explain. Give me the download on the Lakers' new secret weapon coming off the bench. Talon Horton Tucker, he's a good player, man. He played mostly the G League last year and was really effective, but always in the G League, you have no idea what you're going to get. But you know, over the last couple of weeks and months, you've heard LeBron James speak glowingly uh, about this kid, a guy that can play, is versatile, plays multiple positions, can shoot the three. I mean, I think he's going to be a real factor for the Lakers, almost like a found, like found gold with L.A., uh, who is badly in need of rotation players on the back end of that bench. And he was out of Iowa State? Uh, yes. And I, I think he's only like 19, maybe he's now 20. But I think he just turned 20. Yeah, he just turned 20. And look, he, he's he, he's just one of those guys that you don't see coming. And he, as I said, you saw LeBron 
saw him coming for the better part of the last couple of months after watching him and working out with him. I mean, when you have a versatile guy that can play a few different positions and can shoot the three on that Lakers team, that is invaluable. That is exactly what you're looking for on a team that needs versatility. Great to see you again, Chris. Thanks for joining us as always. You got it, Dan. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
He's the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey back on the program. Home stretch there, Greg. Who would have thought all those times we were talking over the summer? Now you can come clean. Full disclosure. How nervous were you that you were going to get in a full season? When we were speaking back in the summer, um, you know, do our best, but, uh, you know, no, there, there were never a guarantee, Dan. And so I've talked about hold your breath moments, which is COVID testing. I mean, every week has been a challenge. It has been wearying, but we're close. We're not quite there. We're close, though. And uh, testing results today are negative, which is positive for playing this weekend you get updates every every week on every school three times three times a week um so we have a conference managed testing program through a third party in football it's sunday tuesday thursday and those results will will trail either that evening or the next morning so i started the season it's like friday was my hold your breath moment as you waited to see if people get on the plane, because we wanted to test before people travel to avoid some of the, the controversies we've seen in other circumstances. And then as you know, we, we played three weeks uninterrupted, which may be the greatest accomplishment this season. We had seven games for three straight weeks and then just got into this cycle of, of disruption. And, and all of a sudden my hold your breath moment on Friday was Monday morning when we were waiting for testing results because we had some some disruption occur early in the week and again on Wednesday and then on Friday. So it's been a constant constant cycle of, uh, I don't know if it's worry, concern, attention, focus on will we be able to play games. What was your reaction to the latest college football playoff rankings? Well, obviously I have an SEC perspective, and, and I think we set ourselves up with a 10-game schedule that has been recognized over time as incredibly rigorous, even when it's eight. Um, And even with records that may not be what people anticipated, it is still difficult to win games in the Southeastern Conference. I think the committee recognizes the the quality of football here. So, you know, for the top eight, um, certainly encouraging, but there's still football to be played. What changes would you make to the process? The selection process? Yeah. Well, let's let's just remember 2020 is an odd year. Um, like I would love to have played non-conference games in football, but we needed to move those early so we could then play a conference schedule. That wasn't the mindset that was shared. So the fact we had to play conference only in, in many circumstances, in fact, in most, is one that was out of my control. I, I think the first change is we just need to make sure we have quality non-conference competition in football because that gives you this scale. Um, are there other metrics that could be used? I don't know that I go there. So now I, what I watch is the reaction from yesterday is, well, the BCS was better. You know, it didn't have these humans making decisions. When we had the BCS, it's like, ah, oh, these polls are nonsense. We need humans in the room making decisions. But what so, about expanding to eight? I don't think eight solves anything from my perspective. It, it, you know, we're going to be arguing about nine. Uh, we have an agreement. Uh, to start with four in a playoff. That's what happened in 2014, a set of objectives. We we can't go too long. My coaches have told me, in fact, coaches in other conferences that played in the championship game have told me, when you got to the end of that, your team was done. And there's a physical toll that's taken. So the give and take is is bigger than just go to eight. And eight has implications. You know, my friend Jim Delaney one time said, and I think it's okay to share this because I think it's it's spot on. When we only had two teams selected for a national championship and you weren't in it, 
the, the impact on your brand or the esprit de corps of your conference wasn't that large. When it went to four and you're left out, that's a bigger deal. Okay. And, and I've certainly felt that pressure. Um, you go to eight, what are the outcomes there? Um, is that the right number? I just don't go to eight in my mind automatically as the solution. Has Ohio State passed the eye test? Um, I don't watch them much. So you're going, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm immersed in what happens here. That's why I'm not on the selection committee. Explain to me, Florida loses at home to a subpar LSU team and only drops one spot. Well, subpar to last year, but you know, LSU has been in close games and we play games because you don't know what happens. But and, they've been embarrassed I, I, a couple I, I, of times though, Greg, they've been embarrassed this year. Well, Alabama's pretty good, so you're going to have to make a list of Auburn. people that have lined up against Alabama um, and and played well. And you know what, Dan? Part of the challenge this year is the mental challenge. Beyond the physical challenge of playing football, the unknowns, um, the COVID testing and the results, opt-outs, who's left. And what I've watched in a number of situations is when teams get down to about 55 players, they've started to play some of their best football. So that was an upset, but, but let's be clear. That's why we play football games. It's competition. You never know what happens in a competitive environment. And, you know, last week, some people were probably uncomfortable when I observed, you know, we made a commitment to try to play every game. The COVID circumstances will dictate that. And I think that's the responsibility that needs to be shared. Is that a WWE belt over yeah. your shoulder? Yeah. Can you? Yeah, can, Greg, the commissioner, Sankey. Can you get that? The great, can the, you go get the that great and bring it Nick over? Khan, who worked for us in CAA and now yeah. works for WWE, sent me that. It was like the biggest smile I had all fall when I opened up a package not knowing what it was. Can you go get that and bring it over? Yeah, I'll be happy yeah, to. Yeah, let me go look at this. I, I noticed that back there. It's like Nick Khan, a famous agent. And uh, now, I'll, uh, you see that? That's oh, wow. my, apparently my, my moniker in WWE world. You should wear that to the national title game. Well, we've talked about that. When it showed up, I walked around the office <laughs> and uh, carried the CFP trophy in one hand and wore the belt. The I, like I like it. I like it. I like it's like, yeah. you know, these kids posing for the Heisman, you know, before they get the Heisman. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You should. That's right. It's like a great talking point, as uh, we found here this morning. Uh, I know you're short on time and uh, you got to leave us. But uh, congratulations so far. You did a wonderful job uh, and, and uh, you've allowed us to kind of go along with you the ride. Uh, through this process yeah. so uh, yeah uh good luck in the sec title game getting that and then uh, whatever happens in the final four greg thank you very much well thanks dan I, i've appreciated every conversation you know some of the questions are uncomfortable but needed to be asked right and yep. sometimes i had to say you know what i don't know but uh problems yield to effort and we've got a chance to crown a champion on saturday and we've got three other games scheduled too so i think that's been a positive experience it's been hard but it's been a positive net thank you commissioner yep that's Take uh, care. greg sankey yeah uh, he's uh sec commissioner of course you got football coming up this weekend and i look florida deserves to drop farther than what they did one spot i know greg's saying hey this is lsu and you could play the games and i get all that florida you lost at home, and LSU has not been good this year. I think we can all agree. If you want to say they've just been average, you lost at home to an average team, and I'm being complimentary here. You shouldn't just drop one spot. 
it just feels like the committee is whatever, like whatever they have to, like the bottom line is always keep the power, as many power five conference teams as you can in the top 10, top eight. Like that is the game plan. That's the feeling I get when I watch it. And it feels like we have different requirements, restrictions, rules, depending on the school, depending on the conference. I truly believe that. And I don't think it's fair. And I don't know if you go to eight, okay. If I'm a businessman like Greg Sankey, I'd go, I'll take eight because now I get three schools in, maybe four schools in. I'm going to double the playoff money. Why wouldn't I want that as a businessman? But, you know, we're going to expand. Every sport has expanded their playoffs. And college football will as well. Yeah, Paul. That was a great catch by you with the WWE belt behind Commissioner Sankey. I was hoping it was a better backstory. Like, he was originally a member of the British Bulldogs (laughs) uh, back in the 80s, and he switched to conference uh, titles. Yeah. I'd like to see him coming off the turnbuckle there. <laughs> like if you get all the other conference commissioners in there and uh, oh. you know, like Sankey going against uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, Big 12, that'd be good. All righty, uh, let me get some uh, phone calls in here. Let me start with Paul in Iowa. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind? And uh, Trevor Lawrence will join us coming up next hour. Hey, Paul. Hey, Dan. How about my Cyclones rising to number six? Yeah. Yeah, I got two quick points about that. First off, I don't think that it's obviously a weird year, but I don't think there's a better non-conference loss by a Power 5 school than to Louisiana. And my other point is, I think besides Cincinnati, and maybe even some of Cincinnati fans, all of the group of five schools are cheering for Iowa State to beat Oklahoma and sneak in that fourth spot because then that helps their argument that the committee is biased to power five schools. And it goes back to the UCF argument. Thanks, Dan. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. I don't know if people are rooting for Iowa state to beat Oklahoma. And even if they do that, they would somehow get into the final four. I know they really love Iowa state. They really love Iowa state. And I watched them when they lost their season opener at home to Louisiana, but I, they have a ton of talent. Feels like they have a ton of NFL talent on that team. But they got a couple of losses here. I mean, North Carolina has as much talent as it feels like any team in the ACC, except for Clemson every year. But that doesn't mean they weren't being in a top 10. Although this year, North Carolina, they got, they got some pros there. That's a good offense. Yes, Paul. Seaton's missing his window to pub up his love for Iowa State. He's been on the Brock Purdy train for about three years, checking my notes. So you got to beat your chest, Seaton. Yeah, no, I'll let you guys do that for me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Paulie. But yeah, everybody knows, all of my Cyclone people know that I was on that bandwagon early. You're huge there. And you... that's how he, he tore apart West Virginia like two or three years ago. And they had this receiver too at the time that I was like, that dude is going to be the best receiver in the NFL. <laughs> and this kid's winning a Heisman because they were just done. Oh, you came in on that Monday and, and you all of a sudden started the uh, Iowa State bandwagon. And I went, yeah, wow. Like you had to start the engine. I don't even think it had an engine. You had to put an engine in the bandwagon to get it going. But uh, yeah, man, Brocktober. Yes, no joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just you know, I'm watching the selection show last night, and you just go, okay, just explain it to me, and give me the logic there. And there, I don't know if there's logic attached to this. 
Do you the, think they pre-taped the selection show? Like they tape it in September and they tape like a dozen of them just in case. And just say, you know what? We'll go with Ohio State, Oklahoma. And they, they have the five, four or five big teams. And, and Reese just says, let's tape these. We'll just tape these in case there's a, a, a technical issue. I know you're joking, but uh, I know yeah, just... I'm joking because you could tape these like the, like the weather in California. No, because there's always these outliers where, you know, BYU was a big deal for a couple of weeks and we, you know, we wanted to see if they were going to move up and, you know, there, there's always like USC right now. Like I, I don't know how good USC is, but if USC was in the national title picture, let's say two of the last three years, I truly believe USC would be inside the top 10. And out, you know, on the outside looking in, just because it's based off of what is your current resume and what is your tradition? What is your history? I truly believe that that factors in. Because with Ohio State passing the eye test, okay, that's one thing, but it's the Ohio State. Let's not kid anybody. And they do have a couple of, you know, if you're going to beat Indiana or you beat Indiana and you beat Northwestern, okay, you're beating, you know, top 15 teams, top 20 teams. Okay, I get that. But I don't know what passing the sight test truly means to the committee. Has anybody else needed to pass the sight test? It's only Ohio State, right? Nobody else has to pass a sight test. Just Ohio State because they only have five games. Yeah, McLevin. I'm still wondering about Clemson. I know you're saying, I feel like a two-loss Clemson is going to be attractive. If you put a two-loss Iowa State in, wow. Trevor Lawrence, big team. Well, well, no, Clemson would be losing to Notre Dame, the number two team in the country, and they'd lose to them twice. Right. We're, but, I mean, I'm saying, like, they're considering other two-loss teams like Florida and Iowa State. If you're going to pick a two-loss team, don't you want the biggest star in there? Yeah. I mean, that would be the logical, like if I'm trying to think like the, the selection committee is thinking, then I'd go, I want to have Trevor Lawrence in there. I want to have Dabo Sweeney. Now his press conferences, like I, I want to have all of that magic that goes along with this. And it's not being fair to A&M or, you know, Iowa State, but it's not fair. I think we all agree it's not fair. And if it goes to eight, does that make it, more fair. I don't know. But, yes, you're going to have blowouts in the first round. You are. You know, could Liberty hold its own against Ohio State? Could Coastal Carolina? Probably not. But then you have to at least admit to these schools who aren't Power 5 schools, you're not going to play for the national title. Like, just so you know, you'll never ever get a chance to play you'll never ever get close to maybe qualifying for the final four because really that's what it is without telling you that's what they're saying you we don't want you you're not good for business and this is about business dave in new york joins us hi dave what's on your mind dan i really want you uh, to say how much i appreciate the fact that you are exposing this for what it really is. There is no way a group of five team is ever going to have a chance to be in that top four. Uh, They don't want to expand it to eight. I've said for years they should create their own group of five tournament. There's five teams, have three three at-large teams, have their own eight-team playoff. 
and let's just call it a day. This absurdity with Iowa State being where they are and having gotten cleanly beaten by Louisiana just shows the, the laughability of the whole thing. All right. And I, I really appreciate the show. Thank, Thank you. you, Dave. Yeah, I know. I, it, nothing's going to change. But, you know, they said that to me when I was railing against the BCS. Nothing's going to change. But it didn't stop me from railing on it. That I'd get on my soapbox and you'd allow me to do this and then I'd step back down and then we'd move on to something else. And it's the same thing here. Former college coach said, you know, college football is not going to change anytime soon. And I said, I know that. And then he said, but that doesn't mean you, stood, you, you shouldn't stop shouting. And I said, well, hopefully I'm not shouting. But he goes, no, no, you're shouting. And I said, okay, well, then I'm shouting. But it's because I love the sport so much. It was so important to me growing up. It's still important every Saturday, Saturday night. It doesn't matter the game. I love watching it. But I do want, I want everybody to know the rules of the game they're playing. That's all. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the uh, Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, on the program. Uh, first time that we've had uh, Trevor on. Thanks for joining us. Got Notre Dame coming up this weekend, the ACC title game. By the way, what's the weather like there in Clemson? A little, little cold this morning. Oh, don't, don't say cold. No, this is cold up here. That's not cold. What is it, like 60 degrees? Uh, it's like it's probably upper 40s. Oh, today. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not too bad though. All it'll right. warm up. You know, by the afternoon it'll be 60. So, uh, could you have played college football in a cold weather climate? I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have preferred it, but I think I think I could have done it. But, but I don't know. I kind of I like playing in the cold just because we don't do it often. But uh, to do it every week from October on would be would be rough. But uh, man, I I think it'd been fine. But if you didn't go to Clemson, where were you going? My other the top school was probably Georgia. So that's still, you know, in the south. It's hot down here. And staying in state as well. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, how difficult was it to watch the Notre Dame game from the sidelines? It was tough. I mean, as a competitor, you just want to be out there. And obviously the circumstances are just crazy. Being able to be at the game but can't play, it wasn't, you know – in the, I guess I wasn't, you know, contagious or whatever for, for COVID anymore. So that was kind of frustrating, but just the way it is part of it. But yeah, it was definitely frustrating. Obviously, DJ played really well. So that, you know, made it a little bit easier just that he was ready to go and played well, but wish I could have been out there to, you know, give us a chance. How long did it take you to learn how to pronounce DJ's last name? Not too long. Someone told me, you know, I thought it was Ugalele at first, but someone told me pretty early. So I, I, I kind of made it a point to get it right. Well, let's hear it. Ui Ungalele. Okay. All right. Just just want to make sure that you got that right. Uh, when you're watching film on Notre Dame, what jumps out at you? Uh, they're just, I mean, just a good team all the way around, really. There's, no, there's really not any weak links. Um, and then they're just really disciplined. They know what they're doing. Uh, they don't try to necessarily confuse you. Obviously, they have some good third down packages and some good disguises, but they're not overly complicated. It's just they do what they do and they do it well. They're really good in the run game, really physical, especially with their you know D line and linebackers. Um, they usually always have an extra hat in the box, something they do a really good job of. But yeah, they're just really disciplined. You know, run game and pass game. They're gap sound, and they know they know what they're doing. So I think that's the biggest thing. When did you know you were famous? I don't know. I mean, I, I come from a small town, so I guess through high school it was um, – everybody kind of knew who I was just being from a, a small football town in Georgia. But uh, I think probably after the first national championship, it kind of went to a new level, especially around here, um, just going out to places, just kind of changed. 
So I think that's probably when I was like, dang, this, I, I'm, things can't go back to how they were. You know, it's, it's it's different now. But were you prepared for it? Yeah, I think I uh, just my journey, and it's kind of been gradual. All that's been building to this point. So I think I've been preparing for it, um, and then just realizing kind of what my what my platform and role entails, and just kind of accepting it. At first, it's like some things can be kind of frustrating or whatever, but then you just realize like. Um, you know, I'm in this situation for a reason and try to use it for good. Do you read Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I try to not be on it too much because I think everybody knows that there's a whole lot of, a whole lot of stuff out there, but, um, I try to, I try to keep up a little bit, but it can be definitely be distracting if you let it, if you look into it too much. But you gotta have a sense of humor though, Trevor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, uh, some of the stuff I see is just, it's just funny, but <laughs> Yeah, I look at it a little bit. I'm not surprised you're on it. I'm surprised you're admitting that you're on it because it would be one of those where maybe you tell your fiance, hey, just tell me what they're saying. Just tell me the good parts of what they're saying, not the bad parts. Maybe I should. Maybe I should start doing that. Did you? No, I, I really do try to – because I like to stay uh, you know, involved and kind of on social media and just like, I feel like that's a good tool. But – at the same time, I try to like limit it a little bit, so I only look at it certain times. This is crazy. I mean, the stuff that people send me, you just get tagged in, all that stuff. It's it's wild. Did you ever meet that woman who looks like you? Did you ever reach out to her? I didn't. I didn't reach out, but I did meet her. She came to a game last year. Uh, she came. We do our tiger walk. We park on the road and walk that little stretch to to the <laughs> locker room. She was right there. So, of course, there's a bunch of pictures and stuff. Oh, it's crazy. But, but, but did yeah. you think, gosh, she looks like me? I, I did. I was like, dang, she really does. <laughs> no, I don't, obviously don't like to admit that, but I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty close. <laughs> How important is the Heisman? I mean, it's – I've said it before. It's a, it's a hard question. I mean, it's obviously something that would be – awesome to win and i'm not going to say that it wouldn't be and that i wouldn't you know love that that would be great but honestly i mean and this is the truth i just don't really focus on it too much i think that's an award that um your play speaks for itself and there's a lot of factors that go into it and especially a season like this where everyone's played different games schedule's been kind of rearranged blown up all those things it's just a tough thing to gauge so i don't put too much stake in it you know i know who i am confident in who I am, regardless of whether I win it or not. But obviously, I, you know, I, I don't have to say that it would be a huge accomplishment to be able to be considered for it, to win it. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with saying I want it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, um, when you're competitive and you, and you play a sport like college football, um, you put a lot of time in, a lot of work. So the awards, all that stuff is, is really cool. And, it, you know, you kind of get recognized for – the work you put in so that I mean that'd be awesome but if I'm having to pick between that and national championship no no hesitation from me so I, I don't know maybe those will go hand in hand that'd be awesome too it'll be Notre Dame and Clemson in the ACC championship game this Saturday at four Eastern we're talking to Trevor Lawrence uh, when's the last time you got yelled at by Dabo um probably the Miami game actually got yelled at you know he's he's kind of got on to me a few times but uh he teached me out pretty good after the miami game scored a touchdown spiked the ball got a flag he kind of ripped into me there so that was the first time in a while so that's what he said after the game he's like i don't get many chances to 
<laughs> Trevor Allen. So I'm going to take it when I get it. I didn't know if you start laughing or you want to laugh because you know that he doesn't really mean it. But when he starts yelling at you, is there any part of you that just wants to go, no, coach, stop? <laughs> Don't. Uh, no, I think it's it's just like that relationship where me, I mean, me and Coach Sweeney have a great relationship, but just it's one of those things where you gotta, he's got to make sure he takes his opportunities to get on to me when he can, just to show that nobody's bigger than anybody else. That's like, that's, it's just, you know, it's all part of it. I respect him, but it's funny. The other guys in the team kind of laughing about it coming up to me after, cause it doesn't, it doesn't happen much. Some of those other guys get chewed out all the time. <laughs> do you do an imitation of coach? Uh, n- not really. We have some guys that, <laughs> that do a, a really good one. I, I haven't really, I ain't got it down yet. Well, does he have a saying or a look that these guys try to imitate? I mean, I just, it's just funny how internally the stuff he does to motivate us and um, the stuff he says is just, it's just, there's too many to, to, to name. I mean, he has so many sayings. We call them Sweeneyisms that he just <laughs> says all the time. It's like beat into our brain. So he's, he does a good job of making sure we leave here with some quotes. Did you grow up an NFL fan? Not really, honestly. I grew up watching college football mostly. Didn't watch the NFL too much. Um, obviously, just a big football fan. But, yeah, I was more of a college football fan growing up. Did you have posters growing up? Did you wear NFL jerseys? Anything like that? Uh, not really. I think I I think I might have had it when I was a little kid, like a Peyton Manning jersey from, from the Colts. But, I, like I said, I really wasn't. I mean, he was my favorite player. But other than that, I didn't really watch it too much or have a favorite team. Have you met him? I did. I, I met him, uh, I guess the first time I met him was two summers ago at the at their camp, the Manning camp. So it was cool. Their whole family is good people. So it was, it was good. When's the last time you watched an NFL game? I actually just watched, I watched the la- the very end of the game last night, the uh, Browns and Ravens. I caught like the, I saw that it was like going back and forth. So I turned it on, but honestly, I don't, watch too much of we're, we're either in practice or um getting home late or whatever so i don't really watch much. but i keep up with it you know but keeping up with who's doing well and obviously the i think it was in like the steelers when they were undefeated i always kind of like root for those teams it would have been cool to see them finish that obviously they're still still playing well but um so stuff like that i kind of keep up with but how can you not let the situation with the jets affect you or at least you know, that you could end up in New York if they don't win and you're the number one pick. You don't get to pick where you want to go. And that's really difficult for, you know, somebody just starting out. But how prepared are you to do something like that? I mean, I think um, I'm think i ready. Um, I think just being here at Clemson, my journey is, has taught me a lot. I've, I've grown up a lot the past few years. And I'm really just ready to take on whatever challenge it is. Um, and just to have the opportunity. Have you watched the Jets, Trevor? <laughs> I haven't really, honestly. I'll be, obviously, I've <laughs> don't, don't highlights and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> don't. No, I mean, really, like honestly, I know some of this stuff I say sounds cliche, but just to have the opportunity to go somewhere, help someone rebuild if that's what it is, or, or whatever, and just win. That's what you know. Something I love doing. I think that's what I'm best at is winning. You know, regardless of stats, whatever it is, that's that's the what I love. So. Just to have that chance, obviously some places it'll be more of a challenge than others, but 
um, I think I'm I think I'm up for it, and that that that'll get here when it when it's here. Just trying to focus now on on being great where I'm at. You're officially leaving Clemson, right after the Final Four. I mean, it's it, it's likely. Obviously, okay. I'm not. I don't want to completely shut any door. But uh, well, didn't they introduce you on Senior Day? So that I thought that might have been their way of saying. Thank yeah, you, so I'm, I'm graduating. So Coach Sweeney let me go ahead. Hey, but Christian Wilkins, he he did it twice. He ran down the hill twice, two years in a row. So well, you never know. <laughs> on it, how far do you think you could throw it right now on that practice field? Um, if you warmed up, if you warmed up, I would say probably like sixty-five to maybe between sixty-five and seventy. I don't, I don't, I can't necessarily throw it the farthest, but uh, far, far enough. I'll say that. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't have to throw it that far, but yeah. Yeah, I was always I was curious. Can DJ throw it farther than you? Oh yeah, he's got a cannon. He can probably <laughs> throw it seventy-five plus. I mean, he can he can slip. He's a big guy. He's as big as any oh, yeah. defensive player you go up against, isn't he? Yeah, he's about what two fifty, probably six five, two fifty. He's huge. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Uh, I've had to try to put weight on. He's trying to keep it off. We got opposite problems, and we can just kind of meet in the middle. Well, college football should be proud that they've had you for three years, and uh, the NFL will be proud to have you as well. Uh, you have done some great things there, and you get an opportunity to hopefully play in the, the final four there, and uh, we wish you luck against Notre Dame. And, uh, and we were glad to have you on, Trevor. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.